This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. There's no business like show business like no business I know. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. I'm Ken Morrison and this is a program called A Theatre Interlude, a program where I talk to actors, actresses and theatre personnel about their love of theatre. Today it's my pleasure to be talking to Erica Flash, one of New Zealand's leading drag queens who will be at the Hastings Library this month as part of the Pride Month celebration. Erica, welcome to A Theatre Interlude. Hello, darlings. How's it going? Well, it's going great. All the better for talking with you. That is for sure. Now, oh. Erica, before we talk about Pride Month and what you'll be doing at the Hastings Library, if you wouldn't mind, wind the clock back. Take us on a bit of a journey, your journey into the uh, world of entertaining. Oh, darling. Well, I've been doing um, musical theatre my whole life. I went to a musical theatre school in London called Brick School mm-hmm. um, and have only recently come back to uh, New Zealand a few years ago. And um, uh, uh, musical theatre is what led me into doing drag, actually. So I was doing shows like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Still a Queen of the Desert. Yep. And they were my easily, by far, my favourite shows I did. And it kind of catapulted me into doing drag professionally. I love, love, love musical theatre and drag. But what is it about theatre that inspires you, Erica? I mean, I'm involved with a local theatre myself and... If I was telling my story, it would be that every time I walk through the stage door, and I'm purely a backstage person, it's like going into a completely different world. What is it about theatre that uh, gets you going? Oh, it's so funny because, you know, so many people, um, are, people that aren't theatre people, are petrified of going on stage yes. in front of, let's say, a thousand people plus. And um, for me, like, as soon as I step on stage, I'm in costume, I'm in makeup. I did not notice one person in the audience. I am almost in my own imagination. It's kind of like stepping into your own head. Yes. It's so exciting. And singing a song or acting out a scene and expressing emotions that you probably don't normally do, like being a British guy myself out of drag, um, uh, I, um, you know, we're taught to hold everything in. But when we hit the stage, when I hit the stage, I can let everything go and just be whoever I want to be and express whatever I want to express. That's what I love about acting and singing and performing on stage. Do you have to be a natural, do you think, or or can you learn the craft? I mean, you know, I'd be useless. I've never been on stage in my life, and I can't imagine ever being on stage. But, you know, they'd say, oh, well, you can learn anything. But I don't think so. What do you think? I think um, anyone can get to the middle ground. I think if with a lot of practice, I mean, everything takes practice, right? I think anybody can get to the middle ground. You know, you could be an ensemble or, you know, learn some basic dance moves. But I definitely think if you want to make it to the top, you have to have a natural a natural um, talent with whatever it is you're doing, whether it's dancing, acting, or singing, or even stand-up comedy. Or, you know, it could be you can find your niche. You just have to find what you're good at and try everything out. Now, uh, you've been acting a long time, so I'm just, I just want you to imagine something with, which, uh, as an actor, you will. So I'm going to put a, a scenario to it. It's opening night, and uh, you hear the murmur of the audience from behind the curtain. How are you feeling at that point? Oh, uh, well, I can tell you exactly how I feel. Um, I've played a few opening number ca- uh, lead characters, and as soon as I know that the audience are coming in and I can hear them trickling in and hear the echoing throughout the whole theatre... Um, uh, the hairs on my legs all stand up and uh, it is the most exciting <laughs> feeling that I'm about to give this audience a bloody good show and they're going to get exactly what they wanted for their money. And for me, it's a chance to 
peacock and show off. So for me, it's in, it's thrilling. It's almost the same as someone going on a roller coaster ride. Like that's the exact same feeling I get. Yeah. Do you worry about the audience, Erica, um, or or you're acting and you disconnect from them? You do what you got to do, and you, you do you worry about the audience reaction? I don't normally worry about the audience reactions because normally, like, I mean, as you would probably know in musical theatre, you're so rehearsed and so, like, you can't, you don't really, you're not really worried about what you're doing you're, because it's the script, you know, you're following the script, you're following the director. So if something is not funny or bad, yeah. <laughs> usually <laughs> it's the director or the playwright's fault. But um, no, I don't. I received some amazing advice one time from an excellent, um, very feverish director. I love him to bed. Um, and he told me that if you ever feel like you're getting too um, intimidated by the audience is to imagine that there is a wall between the audience and the stage and you guys are literally performing in a television set. Yes. And that, for me, has always been a really good piece of advice because it helps you detach from the fact that there are people watching you and you can just act as naturally and as freely as possible. Do you have any rituals that you go through before you go on stage? I mean, I know if, uh, the company that I belong to, but I've got, I know guys who walk round and round before you know, putting themselves in the zone. What do you do before you hit the stage? Oh, I'm always known for my crazy rituals. I go through, um, when I'm in my dressing room, I have all my photos of uh, things that inspire me to get into character, whether it's heels or, or getting into my makeup or um, putting on my hair, getting into costume, or even just walking around doing, I do about 20 minutes of, vocal warm-ups like twice a day before I go on stage and you'll hear me walk around going <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and everyone will be like please shut up but I'm like no I need a singer ballad <laughs> yeah. when you reflect on your time in theatre to date is there a role that you sort of think oh my god I haven't done that yet I must do that oh there are so 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 many roles um I think for me, one show that I would die to do would be um, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, that is such a eclectic, left-field type of show, which is totally up my, up my alley. And um, it's a show that not many people have seen or done, and it's, um, you know, the lead character is an androgynous role, a little bit like Frank Deferda from Rocky Horror yep. Picture Show. And it's, oh, it's so dark, it's so cool, and so rock and roll. Um, I'd love to do that role. What's the dream for Erica in theatre? Or are you living the dream? I mean... I think the dream for me, I always think bigger than what I'm already doing. I would love to be um, doing one-woman shows in huge theatres. I know several drag queens in the UK, back from where I'm from, um, that are doing their one-woman shows on cruise ships, on um, big stages and... To like a thousand people plus, and that's where I want to head to. I yeah. want to eventually get to that stage, and I know it's a you know, you got to build up to it. So, we're doing on our tour at the moment, we're building up to doing things like that. We've got a few one shows planned, and that's going to kind of hopefully warm me up and get me into the um, art festival and things like that. Fingers crossed, and um, slowly head towards that dream, make it a reality. So you've been on the stage in England and obviously uh, well-known on the stage in New Zealand. Can you make it in New Zealand, Erica? Or do you think you're going to have to go back to your roots and uh, where you've got the, the potential for huge audiences? Oh, I, you know what? I think you can be a star 
absolutely anywhere. And there are people in New Zealand that are absolutely famous that, you know, necessarily haven't even made it in the UK or overseas. I mean, look at the amazing actors on, like, Shortland Street and stuff like that, you know, and then they take you up a notch and go do a huge blockbuster movie overseas. And I, I think it just depends on when you reach your goal, at what point you reach your goal. Let's say I was doing my one-woman shows that I want to do maybe next year or the year after, um, but then obviously, you know, because I'm only 25, I still have so much time to make up other big plans and other big, um, uh, you know, follow other big dreams. And maybe I, I would love to go international. That would be amazing. Yeah. What makes you feel good, Erica, when you get home after performance and uh, you put your feet up and you pull yourself a big glass of orange juice? What makes you think, wow, that was a blooming great performance? Is this from musical theatre or from doing drag? <laughs> from, from either, from either or, because they're both theatre, aren't they? Yes, 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 they're both tied perfectly. I think my favourite thing is um, just taking off the heaviest costume in the world and, and flipping on your, you know, your Crocs and your yeah. tracksuit <laughs> and your beanie and then just, you know, finding the, the, the meanest thing to eat and then just going home and watching some TV and not moving a muscle. That's my favourite part of an evening of performing. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I guess it's fair to say that you're a professional um, actor, and I, I wonder, you know, after you finish a gig, you're always moving on to the next gig and then moving on to the next gig. How do you come down? Um, I, I never really do come down. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do, uh, I definitely do um, love to work hard and work extra hard, you know, outside of doing musical theatre and um, performance and stuff like that. You know, it's not regular enough for me to make the income I want to be making, so I also have a full-time job. Um, as a hairdresser, so mm -hmm. when I'm not performing, I'm doing that about 40 to 50 hours a week. So it never do it never does stop, but <laughs> that's what kind of keeps me going. I think if I was to stop, I'd end up um, as a hermit living in a house, never leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Is it hard to leave your character behind? Um, it's funny you say that because... A lot of people think that actors go on stage... Well, this is just my opinion anyway. Yeah. A lot of people think that when you go on stage and you act as a character and you're performing as a character, that it's something completely different to who you are. But for me, I actually dig up what I feel like I've got inside me. I find it within myself to act as a certain role or act as a certain part. So I think there's a little bit of me in every single role I play. So yes. Not really. I'm not really leaving it behind. Maybe just burying it inside a little bit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, it's like crazy of a normal character. I mean, I'm not walking around, you know, the supermarket fishnet stocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should give it a crack. Get people talking. Oh, I know. I'd have to be careful where I did it, darling. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I wonder um, when you reflect on your career to date, Erica, is there a, a standout moment which says, "Wow, this is this is why I am involved in theatre." I think um, I remember when I was a kid and we did this show. And it was so funny because we were all so young. We were doing this really old show. We did Guys and Dolls. And um, I remember it was the first show where I... Because I always wanted to be an actor and singing kind of just accidentally happened because mm -hmm. I, I was told that I had a naturally good talent, a naturally decent talent with it. Um, but I remember doing Guys and Dolls. It was my first singing role. Um, as this, uh, as Nicely Nicely Johnson, for those who know Guys and Dolls. And um, I was this little kid playing Nicely Nicely, this, you know, a downtown New York character. And um, I remember singing my solo song, Sit Down to Rock and the Boat, in that show. And everyone, 
stood up, applauding, standing ovation. And it was just so amazing as a kid to know that I'd kind of found what I was supposed to do because I tried all the sports and I tried, yeah. oh, I tried everything and um, it never got me the same reaction. And I think being heard and being listened to and being applauded for what I had to express, that was the defining moment that I would do musical theatre for the rest of my life. You cannot buy that experience, can you? No, you can't. You can't. And, you know, so many people start later in life. I was just so lucky to start so much sooner. I suppose theatre is a bit like a drug, really, isn't it? Always looking for the next, the next <laughs> oh, best show. I know. If, if musical theatre was a drug, I would definitely not want to go to rehab for it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about Rainbow Storytime. So Rainbow Storytime is our, there are Rainbow, our Rainbow Storytime sessions, are sessions that we do all over New Zealand. They're about an hour long. We both get up into fabulous drag and we read uh, full story books and um, very ambiguous, fun, sparkly, exciting books for kids. And we do some crowd participation games. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we do it all over New Zealand is just because we're trying to create more of an open conversation, more of a open world and invite people like you know there's so many kids in the world that are exploring who they are and that we want to read them books about you know coloring the way you want to color or you know if you've got these beautiful wings that you're hiding take the raincoat off and fly to the sky with your wings it's it's very open-minded it gets the kids thinking a little bit more because yes. there are so many kids that are told what they can't and cannot do uh can and cannot do in regards to what they want to wear and what colour they want to wear and how long they should grow their hair. So that's why it's important to us to do it. Yes, absolutely. Do you get much feedback from kids um, after the shows and coming up to you and say, hey, look, you know, because of what you were doing here, you've given me the courage to move forward? Uh, we always get an overabundance of um, great, great feedback from the people that attend the, um, the storytime sessions from parents and it's especially from kids. I mean, the kids obviously are kids, so they're not... Um, it's very rarely that they come up and they say, you've changed my life forever. Because yes. More focused on the bubbles and the and the sparkly dresses and the jewellery and the books, but they always come up. They're always wanting to give us hugs and they're always wanting to, um, you know, stick around and hang around until we've packed up and left. And sometimes we even have kids trying to stow away in their camper van because they want to come with us. I love and it. And it's like, no, we can't do that, but sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so they love us. We're like, we're like more approachable clowns. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to hear. And uh, look, just about our time, but if, if I could fast forward the clock and say, uh, let's have a look where you're going to be in five years' time. Where do you think you're going to be in five years' time, theatre-wise? For me, I think in five years' time, I know that I'm going to be doing um, my drag stuff and musical theatre stuff. I know I'm going to be doing that internationally in the UK, in America, Australia. Like, I want to be doing that. I want to be doing that as of next year. So I'm hoping that I'm going to be climbing rapidly. Actually, I know I'm going to be climbing rapidly. I'm sure you will be. Erica Flash, it's been my pleasure to talk with you on this theatre interlude. I wish you well for the rest of your tour and look forward to talking to you again in the future. Oh, thank you so much. It was a great, great time. Thank you. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.